Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 166, I Enjoy a Long Journey. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have again back on the show, he was brave enough to come back, he's like, you know what, I enjoyed it the first time, why not do it a second time? Stefan, <laughs> thank you for being here again, man. Not a problem, thank you for having me again. So for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, you got to go check out his previous episode, which was all about Twitch streaming, but today it's going to be about longboard, so then he kind of like have a little combination together, like they work together. He'll explain more about that later. But before we do that, I'm going to ask the cliche question for the people who have not listened to the first episode. First, who is Stefan? Mainly a uh, a carpenter, but a Twitch streamer. Uh, I try. I would say like a jack of all trades kind of person. I don't know. <laughs> and you do it all at the same time, right? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me Basically. too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Today we're going to just focus on one of their hobbies which is longboarding. But before we do that, we got to put in some plugs, some stuff that we have to just show out there so people can come show you some love. Where can people find you online, whether it's social media, websites, projects, or anything else or anything else that you'd love to share? Absolutely. Um, I would say the, uh, for sure, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash SAC330 uh, every Tuesday, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, and the, uh, I guess my, did I do my Instagram last time? I hope I did. You could do it again. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Stefan Coward on Instagram for like my uh, aesthetic <laughs> pictures. There's some pretty dope pictures in there. You guys got to go check that out. Okay, so put I'll put all those links down below so people can go check it out and show some love. And now we're going to jump right into it or right onto it. Um, I don't know. Something, something along those lines. <laughs> Longboarding. Now, mind giving a definition of what longboarding is for people who might not know the difference between longboarding and skateboarding. Okay, so hopefully I get this right, um, <laughs> because I feel like there's a there's um this this ah, I can't speak this distinction uh, between the two, like a very like distinct kind of difference. And I guess for me at least, I I picture longboarding more as like a cruising kind of thing, where like skateboarding is like a lot more you can you can still cruise, but you can do like a lot more tricks and whatnot. So longboarding is just a bigger board. That's the, I guess, like the long board. And then, yeah, versus skateboarding, where like skateboards, they got actual skateboard. They can uh, do tricks and whatnot. Speaking about tricks, I've seen some videos online of people doing tricks on longboard, but it's not the same kind of tricks as skateboard. Like they're pretty much walking and turning on the longboard while. Yeah, do, like do dancing. You, yeah, do you ever do that? Um, <laughs> I'd say I dance on my board, but like I, I, I can't do like the walking around it. They, like, especially in Toronto, like there's too many potholes, too many bumps. So I'm like terrified to like go flying, but I do dance on my board when I'm listening to music as I'm going. But <laughs> so wait, wait, when you say you dance, are you dancing like the whole body or just the upper body and your feet are like, all right, I'm just standing here. <laughs> I guess, I guess like, yeah, my feet are just kind of standing there <laughs> for the most part. You're like, you know what? I'm staying grounded here. This is where my feet aren't going to move. I'm just going to control myself. Upper body's free. <laughs> yeah. Upper body's free to do what it wants. Now for you, how did you actually get introduced to longboarding? Did you start off by doing skateboarding or you just went straight to longboarding? So I feel like, I guess this is kind of like a, a, a tangent a little bit, but I remember like when I was a little kid, like I had this the hugest crush on this one girl and she's like, oh, sorry, I only date skater boys. And I feel like that stuck with me like <laughs> a decade later. Basically what happened was I, I never really picked up a skateboard or anything like that. And um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. This is like, like peak of like teenage angst. And we're hanging out on my uh, on my driveway at my parents' house. And he had a longboard. And we were just finishing work. So he was, like, kind of going up and down the street. So I'm like, hey, like, let me, can I try that? And he's like, sure. So, I like, I went down, I guess my street's like a, my old street was a downhill kind of street in Brampton. And it, 
it uh it just it was a nice cruise it was pretty cool and i, I kept my balance i was able to it just came naturally i think like it felt really natural to do like i wasn't good at it but like it was very a very natural feeling so i was like oh like i actually really like like this kind of board because i i feel like i've seen skateboards like in the past and like i'd be terrified like what you know when you watch those videos of uh people going down like rails and stuff and like falling like like doing the splits and all that i i was terrified of that but when i actually got on the longboard like it was actually really cool so like i guess maybe like a, a couple months later i purchased my first one at west 49 at first like you know like it's your first longboard so it's like cool awesome like i finally have one and uh you know it's from a it's basically from west 49 so it wasn't exactly the greatest board is kind of flimsy but it was totally worth it because that kind of got like the i guess the ball rolling for like practice and then ever since then i just kept boarding back and forth from like either my friends houses or like you know the grocery store or like the convenience store wherever it was so you have a wonderful experience the first time you did it did you ever fall or did you just like you cruise down like this is like second nature uh i feel like it was second nature at first. I, the falls came like later in the years as I moved to Toronto. And that was like, I, I guess with the experience at that point, like I knew how to deal with them a bit better. Like <laughs> a lot of times I'll hit like, say like streetcar tracks and uh, it might be a bit too wide for the wheels and my board will get caught. And I'll just like the momentum that I already have, I'll just start sprinting because it's either a sprint or a tumble. And a lot of times I, I can run pretty fast. So I'll just keep running and turn back from my board after. That's So you don't actually fall. You just run fast enough that you catch your balance. That's, and yeah. for the times <laughs> you do fall, did you ever train to sound weird? But did you practice how to fall so you don't injure yourself, hit your head or anything like that? I feel like mentally, like I, I kind of had like an idea, like what stance to have so you can kind of tumble. Because I've had a couple boards now. I've had, I think this is my third one. But um. The board that I had before this, I, I bought in um, Kensington Market downtown. And like, I love that shop so much. But I, I, for some reason, the city decided to do a little bit of construction and leave it uh, overnight. So they, they had like a, like a dip in the road. And it was a, like a very like solid three inch, whatever it was. So I was coming down on this, on the street, on Young Street, and I hit my board on it. My wheels actually stayed where they were, my front wheels. And the rest of the board and, and myself went flying. My headphones, my hat, my glasses, everything went flying. That was the first time I actually like, like fell in the midst of traffic. Like, cause I was in the opposite. I went, I was in the left lane because there was a line of buses and I was just like in the midst of traffic because, you know, I put up my hand, I do the signals that bikers do, but like I, I hit that bump and it was not the same for my board. Like my board shattered <laughs> at that point. Basically, the board stopped and you just kept going as, as if like the board is like, all right, I'm done here. This, you, your yeah. time limit is done. You already paid your $5 to use the board. Now it just completely yep. freezes. <laughs> Turns off. Yeah. Now you were talking about the boards themselves. You said you have three or gone through three. Mm. Did you buy them like that or did you design them or decide what you wanted on the design underneath? If that's a thing. Uh, it actually is. But for these, uh, for the last three, I haven't actually like, I haven't actually designed anything on it. The most recent one, or the, I guess not the most recent one, but the first one that I had was from West 49. I had like a, like a skull on it. It looked pretty cool. And I was a, like a teenager. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then the, uh, the second one was like when I was like super into like, this, my friends and I would go on hikes a lot and we go on hikes far off, like in the conservation areas, kind of watch the sunset. So I, I saw this one in the shop at, um, at Longboard Living and it had a sunset on it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like this is, this is exactly 
like this is me <laughs> this encompasses everything that i like it has like a sunset a ship on it and uh like a dolphin jumping over the sunset's like just touching the water and all that it, it looks awesome but yeah I didn't, I didn't even actually design it somebody painted it they had like a they had a day where they i guess they just painted a bunch of blank boards and i just saw that in the shop like a couple of days after and um yeah i didn't design that one but the uh the most recent one that i had i actually bought in california because i saw uh, a bunch of people on Venice Beach with a friend of mine, two friends of mine, and uh, I was just like, "Man, like, where are they? Like, where are these board shops? Like, there has to be a board shop on this beach." And I found one, and I, I bought it there. And again, this actually doesn't have a design. It's actually pretty blank. I think it has like like cannabis paraphernalia very, very subtly on it, but like I don't even think you can notice it. But um, yeah, personally, I don't really like like the the whole like paraphernalia kind of stuff. So I guess that's why I kind of chose that one amongst like the ones that are the same price but yeah to, to basically answer the question like there was no real design my favorite one was the second one that i had the sunset because that was just perfect <laughs> and now to follow up with that question if you had the chance to design one yourself what would you put on it that's actually tough for some reason i i, I immediately think young link but mm. <laughs> but um it, i, I want to say like it would be oh that would be awesome i think it would be like a bunch of like like Essentially, I would do a anime kind of thematic, maybe anime and video game and cartoon uh, thematic thing going on there. Would you ever make yourself into like, let's say, Young Link, Young Link's body, but with your face and your likeness <laughs> on the board? Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. That that would be that would be hilarious, actually. Well, if, you, if anybody's interested in making Stefan a board with him as Young Link, Stefan would not say no. You to take one of every Smash Bros. characters. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, still on the topic of the boards themselves, is there anything specific you look for when you're purchasing a new board? I guess it's like a feel because the board that I, the two, the three boards actually that I've had are all different. I believe this one's called a, uh, I don't even know it. I, it. It drops down essentially. I think it's like a, I think that's what it's called. It, like, it's like a drop, the drop deck is uh, the second one that I had. And then the third one that I have is like, a, it's a bit smaller actually. And I initially, I didn't like smaller boards because I feel like my stance and like my balance overall wouldn't be the greatest. But this third board seems like it's just, I, I guess when I was in the shop and I got to actually try it on like smooth pavement and everything like that. And like, I had my fill of that when I was like, when I was on that beach. Um, I guess it, it's a, a lot more of like a feel than like anything really. That and then like, well, I guess aesthetic first and then like a feel. Like if it's like comfortable, if it's like something that like I can carry around because I carry it like <laughs> a friend of mine said that I carry it like a baby because I hold it by like the bottom, the uh, bottom trucks and then rest it against my shoulder when I'm walking. So it's almost like uh, those soldiers that walk around with those tall hats. I think in England and like they have like the muskets <laughs> it's like that like I walk around like that in the city if I'm carrying it essentially it's your baby you gotta take care of it of course exactly exactly when you do decide to go longboarding which I would imagine is pretty much every day because it's such a relaxing thing to do where do you yep. like to go like what is your go-to area if you have one and on the flip side where would you like to longboard if you had a choice or a chance to longboard anywhere around the world after COVID <laughs> <laughs> after COVID, yeah. Uh, so first, the the routes, the routes that I take are all around Toronto, really. I, w I wouldn't say like necessarily all around because I'm trying to kind of explore a bit more. It's tough sometimes because these roads are like some of the roads are really, really rough and they don't really want to go on those ones. But some of them are paved like super nice and it's amazing. So 
mainly what I do is I go down Young Street all the way down to like, I guess like Dundas area, cut across Dundas. And then I, it basically is like a staircase. I just keep like going further and further down to the water. I just find like different routes. Sometimes I'll pass by Nathan Phillips Square and just cut through that whole area just to kind of see like the, the crowds and like what's going on there. Right now they have um, like the hotel, I guess, across the street has the, uh, I guess, like a heart for like the frontline workers. And uh, that's actually pretty cool to just look at from a distance. Some of these things like in combination with the longboarding itself and like the the exercise, I just like being able to, I guess, like people watch in a way because it's kind of cool. But um, yeah, so in terms of roots, sorry, I keep like getting, going off on tangents. Um, in terms of roots, yeah, just all around the West End mainly, the West End of Toronto, trying to explore the East End a bit more. And uh, I guess alternatively, if I if I were to be able to go anywhere to board, just just off the top of my head, like Japan for sure, because I, I I'd love to be able to just do that. New York, I don't think I got it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go in New York. Um, California again, that that was awesome. <laughs> I feel like that place is just meant for that. And then honestly, like if I could, if I could make that a career, I would go like everywhere, everywhere that I don't even know how to describe it. Just just. Being able to take a board like anywhere and just like board just on these new streets, just new areas, new, like I would love to go through cities. I'd love to go through like um, those tall hill areas. I don't know if you ever see those videos where those guys like go down at like wicked speed around like a mountainside and like, yeah, like they're like crouching and all that, like that, like that, that is like my dream. <laughs> that, that is like the ideal. Odd question, but so that's like speed longboarding. Have you ever done it in toronto and like tested how fast you were going i've had like i found hills that i could go down fairly fast on but they're like very short runs in terms of like i, I want to say like in terms of speed like my like pushing like kicking pushing power i feel like i was pretty good like i pick up like a wicked amount of speed actually like i'll, I'll be like rivaling bikes at times or like scooters <laughs> because something about it i just i just love the the physical ex like exercise but in terms of like I guess like speed, there's not really any like true, truly long runs that I would be able to like test it on. I would, I want to say like, maybe I go like, like, I don't even know how to judge it. I wouldn't say like 10 kilometers, but I feel like that's kind of slow. I want to say like, maybe like 20. <laughs> you know what? I could imagine you, when you're going down the street, you see one of those like speed, what do they call this? The, not the, the speed the, radars, like the, 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 the machines that tell you how fast you're going. Alex, come on, use words. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. see that you're like. <laughs> I got to test it out. I got it. This is a perfect road to do it. Do you ever, would you ever do that? I would definitely do that. I've never <laughs> even thought to do that. I've never even thought to, I would definitely do that. But you know what? Safety is a concern as well. So on that flip side, I know I sound like a parent saying that. What kind do you wear a helmet? Do you, what kind of equipment do you bring along? So initially, um, I purchased the helmet because I, well, I started off like not really wearing a helmet at all. And in all honesty, like I don't, like I can't really even beat around the bush about it. I bought one. But it's a bit, I guess, with my hair is a bit too, uh, it's too tight and it doesn't, it doesn't fit anymore. So now I just kind of, I guess I just keep my wits about me and just make sure I'm aware of like what's going on. I am able to stop, which is nice. That, that's something I learned since I've been in the city because, you know, taxis love to just cut you off and stop right in front of you. <laughs> so um, I, I learned how to stop. I know some people don't agree with the way that I stop on my board because I basically, in my stance, um, when I'm perpendicular to my board, I can like kind of ease my foot onto my, my wheel, my back wheel Ooh. and it slows me down. Yeah. Like, be, like 
I guess the, the idea is like when people hear me say that, like if you touch the wheel, like, yeah, if you stop it immediately, you'll go flying. But it's the same idea as like like a bike brake or like a car brake where like it just as you press on it, the tighter it goes, right? And the slower you go. So it's that idea. This sounds stupid, but I'm sure somebody else as stupid as me has thought of it. Does it exist? You're let's not say- stupid. It's not. <laughs> Does it exist, let's say, a string you could pull and like uh, tied to the back wheels kind of like acts as a brake so you can gradually like kind of like bike brakes where the more pressure you put on, the heavier it goes and tightens tightens the, gra- uh, the grip, the brake. Does that exist for longboard? Any type of mechanism like that so you don't necessarily have to put your foot under and not, not lose your foot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, hey, like maybe it might exist, but I, I have never heard of it. I haven't seen anybody that has it. But it would be an interesting idea. But I also feel like if you if you drop the string and it gets like caught somewhere, <laughs> it could just like get caught, pull it, stop your board, and then you go like launch the flying. So okay, better better solution: use Google Voice or Alexa and just say, "Hey, board, slow down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> board set to a speed of ten kilometers. Uh, <laughs> this is a manual board. You have to set your own speed. All oh, right, right, right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> And you were talking about, I know I'm going a little bit back, but you were talking about different routes you try. Uh, this might be a cliche question to ask, but have you ever tried snowboarding or surfing? I've, I've tried snowboarding and they, they are kind of similar, I hear. But like, I feel like I found that snowboarding to me is like, what, what's that saying? Like, it's like longboarding and snowboarding is like chalk and cheese. Like, it's just, it's two different, to me, two different entities. Because like, one is very free very like like the longboard you can like kind of you see the people like dancing around it and whatnot like you can move but when you're like locked in with a snowboard i'm almost certain i've been like concussed before because i have, have you ever been snowboarding before yeah yeah i used to do it for a few years yeah oh geez so i don't know if you ever see when people like wipe out like the the really bad white posts where your board i guess goes perpendicular to the to the slope and then you just like immediately face plant. Mm-hmm. So I've had that happen. And I think that's what deterred me the most from it because I thought it would be similar. And I'm like, I guess like quote unquote, like goofy footed when it comes to, to longboarding. So I don't lead with my, uh, or I leave with my right foot and I'm right handed, but I push with my left, which is like my non-dominant, which I guess like people call goofy footed. But so I thought it would be the same idea with snowboarding, but I can't, like, I, I just can't fathom it. Like, it was weird. And then that one time that I, I hit <laughs> that that one patch and went flying just face first, I was just like, no, this is this is not it for me. I can't. <laughs> it actually hurts. So, but I got winded just, just in my chest. It, it catches you completely off guard. You just one wrong little turn. And you, like, you clip yeah. a little piece of snow and then boom, <laughs> you go straight down. Thought, like, you know, like Mortal Kombat when you see, like, the, the, the X-ray of the bones and whatnot? <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> It felt like my cranium just like shattered <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we talked about snowboarding. Have you ever tried surfing or would you like to try surfing? Honestly, honestly, Alex, like I, I used to be able to swim. I want to say I can swim it to save my life, but I can't really swim all that well. And I would love to try like surfing, but like I'm also like terrified. Like you're like, um, I, I know like sharks and whatnot, like. They're not everywhere, but like the areas that I would want to go surfing, almost certain they have that there. And I'm kind of scared of open water just because just because of that aspect. You know, when you like, you know, when you see like the Jaws, um, do you remember the Jaws poster, like the, the, the poster for the movie? And it's like the person or like the boat and then Jaws is like right underneath. That's what I picture <laughs> when I want to picture like open water and surfing. Like it looks so awesome, but I'm so terrified that that could just happen. <laughs> 
out of nowhere. That is completely fair. I completely understand. And also, compared to longboarding, surfing has waves. I don't think, uh, and also there's no sharks on the street. Well, I guess there are sharks on the streets. Taxis, maybe they're the sharks. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they're the sharks of the streets. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's go back to longboarding where there's no waves, no sharks per se. So for you, what would you say is the best part about longboarding on a personal and an emotional level? I think it just brings me peace. Like it, I can put on my music and just go. I don't have to have a direction. I don't have to have a destination. I just, I just, you just go, you just cruise and that's it. You see what you see, you just, you don't have to, I don't have to think. I just keep like kicking and pushing until I, I'm like, you know what, let me, not even, not even like that. I even consciously think of it. Like I'll just make a route and just, just follow that route in my head. And that's it. Like that's, that's all there is. It's a very simple thing. It's a very simple, peaceful. It's almost like meditation for me where like I can clear my head if I need to. Or I could just, you know, like enjoy it just to burn off some, like to kill some steam or like whatever it is. It's a type of meditation for you. And you mentioned music. So I have to ask you, what kind of music do you like to listen to while you're longboarding? Ooh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> I have, I guess I go like phases when it comes to music. So I listen to like, I want to say like very diverse uh, genres, like a very diverse amount of genres. So it could be like anything from like, like chip toony and like anime, like J-Rock, J-Pop like lo-fi to like like trap or to like classic rock sometimes like you know when you're like in your classic rock vibes and you're just like you know what like i'm i'm listening to like like pink floyd and i'm like getting put onto like a lot of new music so sometimes i'll just have that going or sometimes you have like those i don't even know like seven songs that you play for a week so right now i've been going through like a like a jojo anime phase of like all the jojo intros and I'm realizing how good they are. Like, I, like I, I've had a couple where like uh, they're very underrated to me, and I've been playing them on repeat. So when I go boarding, I, I think the main genre that I listen to when I go boarding is like it's st- it would start off as either something very chill, like um, I don't know if you know Sid the Kid in the Internet from like Odd Future. Um, so I listen to something like that, like very chill, very vibey. Depending, it really depends on like what the the mood is outside. Like if it's like sunset, you know, I'll listen to something like that like very um laid back or if i'm like really into like kicking and pushing like i'm like at this point like shirt tied around my waist you know sweat off my face like i'm listening to like some uh what's that game undertale like i'll listen to like ost covers like rock like metal covers of that and those are awesome like just to you know it's like working out like you'll listen to like a rock sometimes you listen to like something like really rock or like very high tempo to have that going or like I listen to like something like Anamanaguchi, some chip tuny. You know what? You had me worried for a second because when you said you listen to JoJo's Bizarre Adventures songs, you know the last song to be continued uh, song, and I can only picture yeah. like you're about to go into an accident, like when you're about no, to fly off, and so like it just pauses to be continued. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I picture on my own. No, I pictured it. Too. I can see myself like just literally flying off, and it stops as I'm like landing. Like, <laughs> it's like to do, be continued. Do, do, do. Exactly. Do, do, do. Uh, this is, this is why you had me worried i'm like oh no uh, but it's good that you don't only listen to that for that one song you like the other songs as well oh uh, <laughs> yeah now did you ever teach anybody else how to longboard i don't think i'm a good teacher if i'm being honest like it, it depends on what it is but longboarding makes me nervous just because people will step on the board and like you know they're kind of like 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 shaky on it and i'm just like uh like i'll, I'll hold your hand for it and uh 
you know, like you can just take your time, but like people like tend to like kick out or like fly off. So I'm like, okay, this is a liability and I don't, I just don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like often terrified. Like I'll let them like try the board. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because the one time I did my first board, it broke because that person jumped on it. <gasps> no. And, yeah, yeah. And then he never paid me back for it, but it is what it is. You know, we move on. <laughs> if that guy, <laughs> if that guy is listening to this podcast right now, I'm coming for you. You, you go, you're, you're going to get Stefan a new board. <laughs> I was going to drive over here. We're going to squat up. <laughs> <laughs> Squirtle squad. <laughs> yeah. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started longboarding? When I first started longboarding, I think it's the, I think it's like the, uh, just getting used to the pavement. Like getting used to the pavement, getting used to like, um, figuring out ways to stop. Because back when I, when I was living in Branton, I don't know if you know like anything about Branton, but Branton drivers are interesting. They're very different. So, like, I myself am one, and I can admit that, like, I, I do some shit. I do some shit on the road. But there's the one, the one challenge is that the one challenge that I had was I had like, this huge hill that I always come down when I was going home, and uh, it would take me straight to my street. Basically, you wouldn't even have to push. You just follow this hill all the way down. It's so steep, but it comes down to a four way stop. So, so a lot of people roll through that stop, and I, I was very thankful that I never got hit by anybody. But like the times that I did see a car pull up and stop, and I know they can't see me. It was just finding ways to, I guess, like the sharp turns and whatnot were the things I was getting used to. So you have to constantly like readjust and kind of like figure out what the tuning was for the board. So I think ultimately it was like the just getting the board to the state that you like it, that is very comfortable and very natural. And what is your current challenge? I feel like you understand. I was going to say you understand the physics of the road, but you understand how the roads work. So what is your current challenges these days? My current challenge, I think, is like, it sounds kind of dumb, but like I would say like my nutrition because a lot of times like I'll cramp up when I'm boarding or like I, I I don't eat prior or like I eat too soon and then I'm going, it's like when you swim, like when you eat and then go swimming and I, sometimes I, I feel really bad, <laughs> like I feel awful and uh, I've been working on just like, like just, I guess like it's bad timing and just working on that and then also if there's any real challenge that I have like boarding wise. I guess it's just keeping up with it because I guess with quarantine and whatnot, I've kind of been, I board when I can. Today is like, well, not one of those days because it's pouring outside, but I board when I can. But then the times when I don't, when I'm not active at all, especially now that like there, there's no work, I, I feel like I'm not as fit anymore, if that makes sense. So sometimes I'll, I'll go the same route and I'm like panting. I'm like, man, like, why am I so tired? Like, I, I can't even come back uphill. I, like, I'm walking my board up. I'm just like, like halfway i'm like why am i why am i this tired like i I feel like it's like a dietary and like overall just no act like not as active lifestyle now i do not know if this exists and once again it's one of my wild imaginations coming up into play (laughs) but would you ever be interested in let's say some sort of like treadmill that would you can put like a longboard on because during winter time it's pretty hard to longboard unless they have longboard winter wheels i don't know if that's a thing but let's say a <laughs> vr treadmill so you kind of get that experience maybe you put a fan in front so you get the wind but would you ever be interested in something like that absolutely if i could ever see that like i feel like that exists i feel like that definitely exists somewhere somehow because that would be awesome to, to see i feel like they have them for like um for like snowboarders actually i think i feel like they have like something like that where like it's like a maybe it's like sloped and like you're just kind of like following it, but I, I feel like that would exist, and that would be awesome. I feel like it'd be kind of dangerous, but like depending on the speed, I guess that you're going, like a treadmill is like constantly going the opposite direction of you're going, right? Yeah. So like 
I, I feel like it exists. I feel like I would definitely try that. I'd have to. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. If you do try it, I'll try it as well. There. And then you'll see <laughs> how bad I am. <laughs> <laughs> like those, like it just lies out under you. <laughs> well, see, the, the safety feature would be maybe a little string that ties it to the end so the board doesn't actually go flying out. It gives you some leeway. But you, like, like you said, there's a possibility the string might go underneath and that might be worse. So I'm not the expert here. Maybe the person listening to this right now saying, you know what? That already exists. We have a solution for that. They're the expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should invite me over to try it well i'll actually put all stefan's links down below so you can contact him boom very easy <laughs> now has longboarding ever stressed you out let's say your wheels kept on getting loose or it was just swerving to the right too much or something like that i don't think so i think the, the only thing that really like like kind of stressed me out was um my second board when it broke but that was more like uh again with the the whole I, with the same idea of like the meditative kind of thing, um, I didn't I, like I was attached to the board, but I keep like turning and looking at it because it's like in my room. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's taunting you. But, yeah, I was attached to that board, and like I really liked it. But it was just along the, the around the same time that I also bought that board in California. So when I when I broke, I was like, damn, like it's like it's like losing. I want to say a pet because that sounds awful, but like it's like it was it was very like it was very close to my heart kind of thing. But at the same time, it was like one of those things that when you really care about it, you let it go because it's just like, I can't dwell on this and I can't be sad about it like constantly because like it sucks, but it gave me like a good three years of my life. So it wasn't so much stress, but it was more so like, uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't really as, as stressful as I thought. I, guess, I think it would be more stressful if I didn't have that other board at the time because I'd be like, ah, oh, like, you know, now I'm without a board entirely, which kind of sucks. Because then you have like perfect weather some days and you're just like, oh, I really wish I could go. I probably would have just bought one right away, to be honest. Now, is it is it easy to fix this board or is it broken in a way that you can't fix it? Uh, I think it's broken in a way. Like it's the thing is the I guess like the where the neck is of like the the split. It's, it's basically layers of ply, like it's layers of wood. So when it when it breaks, like you could you could fix it. You could put like like brackets on it, but then it would always be a weak point, which is kind of sad because you know you can't come back from it but it is what it is is there any other material that you would like let's say your longboard to me made out of let's say uh, i don't know a lighter material <laughs> anything like that <laughs> maybe uh, like i don't know like, as soon as you said like materials i'm thinking like wood like oak like oak wood or like maple but i feel like those are heavy <laughs> like i feel like it just sounds better in name than like an actual practice what about carbon oh that'd be kind of cool that'd be sleek i feel like it'd be like a like an all black it, it reminds me of like wally immediately the not, not wally himself but eve just like very sleek no i don't know if it's lighter or heavier but so yeah you would say yeah so once again you would accept a donation if anybody were to give you a carbon longboard i would try it i try it <laughs> i definitely try it now what are some misconceptions about people who do longboarding because the thing is like I, I when i really think about it i don't really discuss like longboarding like this is the first time in a while i've actually like talked to somebody about longboarding. <laughs> misconceptions I, I would say like that you can do like like the exact same kinds of tricks that you can on a skateboard because you definitely can't like there's people that are very skilled with their boards but like i, I really don't think that you can do every single thing they, well, maybe you can. Maybe maybe somebody <laughs> listening could well, tell me otherwise. To me, at least, I don't think you could do like everything exactly the same. But misconceptions, I think that would be like one of them. And then the other one would be that like like it's only for like those huge downhill slopes. Like no, you can just cruise. You know, it's just nice to just cruise. You don't have to like like be going like 
50 miles an hour or whatever it is. You don't have to be like going like super duper fast. I love to go fast because, mm-hmm. you know, got to go fast. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I think it's just one of those things that like you can just enjoy it for what it is. It's a very chill, very common kind of thing. Or you can make it the opposite where it's a very like, you know, intense and a very exciting thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you do whatever you want when you're bored. You can go fast, you can go slow. And you know what? Uh, Stefan and I were talking during the last episode. We had an idea. It was more of his idea, but like the idea, I keep saying that word, where <laughs> he has a Twitch stream and sometimes it's like a little intro video. And we were talking like, oh, what if we made like, or not we, but what if he made a... I like, think it's we because you, you did give me a good idea. It was a good idea. So the, the basically the idea was that he would put a GoPro on his board or on his head and just film him cruising down because you do it quite often actually which is a perfect segue to my following question how often do you go longboarding honestly like whenever the weather permits most days unless i'm like extremely busy but even if i am like say by like 11 p.m if i'm back here if i'm back home and it's still dry outside i will go outside like i would say like maybe three or four times in the week at least and do you go alone or do you also enjoy doing it with company I would honestly, I love like boarding with company. It doesn't happen too often. I had a friend of mine that used to live down here and he also had a board, but it, it's very, I would, I would say it's very rare at this point, but most of the time it's, it's solo. I, I mostly go by myself. And do you ever encounter other boarders on the street? Like, oh, there's another one of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we do like the, the silent nod or like the mm-hmm. wave as we're passing each other. Or if we're like going the same direction, you know, just kind of looking over like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. It's kind of like when people like wear the same shirt, you just look at each other like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep, acknowledge mm-hmm. your presence. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I see you. <laughs> and for you, what has longboarding taught you in life? I feel like it's it's just practice kind of makes perfect. I think like it's a, it's a whole lot of practice for like this payoff that really benefited me when I moved downtown because this just started off as a hobby in Brampton. This was just something I did. I never really thought anything further of it. But with like patience, I was able to like actually, because it is not easy to just go on the streets here and just be like, all right, like I'm going to start boarding because you're boarding with bikers, you're boarding next to to cabs that are essentially sharks, or I like to call them pigeons on the road because, (laughs) you know, pigeons will just go where they please. Like they, like you'll be walking and they just walk beside you as if you're in the wrong. I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) My apologies. Yeah. I, I think it stopped me. It taught me that and it taught me like things can be like very serendipitous. Like it can be very like happy accidents, like making the wrong turn and finding something new, like a freshly paved road that I would never have otherwise looked at. And I think that extends into like life as well, because and this actually isn't a tangent because this is this is along the same line. So basically, I went to a board ride, a board meeting with um, the same people in Kensington Market Longboard Living. And I met somebody there that when I had my second board, he looked at it, he's like, oh, can I see your board? I'm like, yeah. Like, just introducing myself. He's introducing himself. And then he's like, oh, dope. Like, I painted this board. What? Because he, he, yeah, he was at that shop when they were doing that, that whole meetup to, like, paint the blank boards. So, like, it was a very serendipitous thing. That was the first time or one of the first few times that I went on one of those board meetups. I meet one of the people there. And it just so happens that he was one of the people that painted that board that I love so much. Then I actually got to meet him. It was pretty cool. That was pretty awesome that you actually got to meet the creator of that board. <laughs> That's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it just proves to show or goes to show that the world's pretty small and that's a good way to connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. 
speaking about connecting with people, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? I would love to present to the, I would love to do both, honestly, because it, it, it is basically my escape in a way. But like, I also love to like share like the, I guess like the journeys, because like the journeys are really what it is. Like, I, what's that saying? Like, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. So yeah, that, that exact saying, like that, that's essentially what I want. Like if I was to bring, I shouldn't say if, because if makes it possible that won't happen i want to say when i bring some youtube content when i bring that that intro that we're discussing that that's the that's the type of content that i like to bring so that that i would love to bring that to like the world and like present it the show like hey this is you know this is what goes on this is what like you like you see me pass by you on the street but this is like what i'm doing this is where i'm going this is what i'm seeing because it's a lot it's a lot about like the board ride itself and then also like what you're seeing all around you beyond the board I just improved on an idea. It could be a bad idea, but let's say you do the GoPro and you're filming yourself going down and use it as a trailer for your Twitch stream. But let's say you had some animator who would add in like characters like Link. Kind of like, you know how they add, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but they add like 2D characters, video video game characters just walking on the streets, kind of like two different worlds interacting with each other. So as you're going oh. by, like if, let's say in the clouds, you see Goku coming on the Nimbus cloud. So that's like an idea. I don't know. Would you also be interested in that if an animator were to reach out to you and say, hey, I'd like to do this for your longboard trailer? I, that would be awesome. I, I'm literally picturing like I know what you're talking about because I, I just don't know what example I can I can express. But I know exactly what you're talking about because it's yeah, it's cool. Like it's say like they're like crossing the street at like a light and I'm like waiting there like on my board to like go or something. It's like Young Link running across or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be so cool, actually. <laughs> this is like a focus group right now, what we're doing. We're just coming up with ideas. Yeah. <laughs> just brainstorming. Uh, so that's perfect. You know what? Hopefully somebody gets in contact with you. And if this so, not if, when this happens. There you go. We're getting rid of the mm -hmm. word if. When this happens, yeah, I'd love no to ifs. see it. And I'll share it down below so people can go check it out. And on a flip side, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby of longboarding? I almost want to say the same thing I said last time, you know, go 100%. But I would say don't be afraid to try it. Like, at least try it. Don't don't shy away from it because it looks intimidating. Because, and I guess that goes for most things in life. Don't shy away from it if you're interested in it. Just, you know, at least try it. Because then at least you'll know whether you like it or not. I see a lot of people that just don't try it because they're like, oh, it's scary. You're like, oh, I've seen these videos. I'm like, you know what? I saw those videos too. And I still tried it. And I was very glad that I did. Because if I didn't, I would never... We wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even meet to have this conversation. And also you don't have to do the deepest hill. You don't have to go into yeah, the deep end. You can start slow. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't have to like, yeah, you don't have to dive like, like 50 meters deep in water. Like you just, you know, be on the shallow and just cruise around your street, grow on the street. That's how I started, like up and down the block. Just that was it. And now I go into cities. Now for the people who are watching these videos, seeing these people who are extremely fast and you're scared of that, I have a solution. Just put the playback speed at 0 0.05 and then you're good. You're good. See, it's less scary when it's slower. <laughs> They're like, Alex, you are dumb. <laughs> no, man, it's all, you know, that SpongeBob meme where like he, he has the rainbow over his head. It's like, it's all perspective. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'll just like Photoshop my face onto SpongeBob. It's all perspective. Yeah, pers perspective. 0.5. <laughs> and we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on that you would love people to come check out? You could share everything you shared during the first episode and more if you had anything since then. I think the only, the main project that I'm working on right now
now is, the, is definitely the Twitch stream, just improving in every way. So like twitch.tv, SACTT0. I'm trying to bring some new things to the to my Instagram because I, I do that for like fashion and just like kind of like an overall modeling thing. So like the Stefan Coward for Instagram. And then Twitter is just my my BS, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's Stefan C on Twitter. So if you're interested in seeing some nonsense and, and anime... I don't know. No, no, no. Anime, anime is not nonsense. I'm, I'm with you, brother. That's the, come on. <laughs> no, but it is all good stuff. I'll put all those links down below so people can go check it out and show you some love, show you some support. If you guys want to go check out a very down to earth, but very welcoming and intense. When I say intense, like good intense Twitch stream, go check out Stefan's stream. He likes to play Smash Bros and other games as well. And it's very welcoming. And he makes you feel like a family when you join in. The moment you join in. So it's a very, very great. So once again, yeah, I'll put all those links down below. And now for the final question, you're already used to this. Do you have any questions for me about longboarding? Would you ever, I guess like if I came to, to your area mm -hmm. and I brought you one, would you be interested in trying it? Absolutely. Yeah. I've tried it a few times, but my balance is not the best. I'm like, I'm what? I'm six foot two. Balance is not the easiest thing for me. And I, I'm also, I also ride goofy like you. So yeah. at least you can tell me a few things like, all right, make sure to just stand this way. And uh, no, I would definitely give it a try again. It's all about balance. I tried other things with balance, I, like rollerblades, no balance. Like the only thing I could do is bike for now. And that's about it. Mm. And then <laughs> if I came to the area and you just wanted the bike and I just board beside you, that'd be perfect. No, no, no. I don't know. No, I'm going to board with you. I'll go find a board right. and then we'll do it together. I'll, you'll teach me. Your ways, you'd be like, okay, Alex, you're very slow. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm taking my time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll work on it. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Stefan, for coming on once again. You were, he was courageous enough to come back. He's like, you know what? I can answer more questions. I get more hobbies. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough. And yes, thank you. No worries. Thank you for having me again. So if you guys would like to learn more about Stefan, you should go check him out. I'll put all the links down below in the description. So it'll be very easy to find. Go check out his Twitter. Go check out his Instagram. Go, go check out his Twitch. Go check him out at his address. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Just go check <laughs> him out online. And he's very supportive, very kind. You will not regret it. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, you can leave a review. Reviews are good to help me grow. And to show even more support, this, this is just optional, but I sell merchandise on Redbubble and I also have a Patreon with some pretty interesting tiers and I'm continuously trying to improve that. But what you do have to do is go show Stefan some love on all his platforms. So once again, thank you, Stefan. No problem. Thank you, Alex. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.